0: This is the Woke Daisy.
1: Welcome back to The Woke They See, one of the biggest South Asian podcasts out there, as seen in the Times of India. We're aiming to bring the conversation to you around issues that we as South Asians have all experienced. We're in the middle of the 12 days of TWD, our bonus content for the holiday season, and a giant thank you for our listeners. South
0: Asians as a community are where superstitions breathe comfortably next to global technology. I mean, think about it. Way back when, whoever started certain superstitions obviously had some scientific knowledge on why we should be doing certain things. There must be a scientific reason behind why we shouldn't leave our house during an eclipse, or why it's not a good idea to cut your nails after sunset. But then they see superstitions take it a little step further, and your parents and grandparents start telling you things like, oh, you're hiccuping? Someone must miss you. Who was thinking of me and why was I hiccuping because of it? Can they please stop thinking about me because I'm so freaking annoyed of hiccuping. I remember my mom used to tell me this during my childhood and we would sit there and just name people until my hiccups would go away and it would work. But after 15 minutes of naming people, I really don't think my mom's childhood friends' parents missed me.
1: (laughs) My family doesn't pass salt to people's hands directly because it'll supposedly make us fight. Also, we're not supposed to sneeze before we leave the house. It's also my trademark to let out a giant sneeze as we're all getting ready. So I've gotten the death glare from my mother more times than not and actually gotten yelled at for it. How can I help from, how can I help sneezing? Everybody in the family always yells at me. The solution is apparently to sit down and say a shloka to Ganapati. There's also ones I've heard about cutting nails on certain days of the week, not being allowed to cut your hair on certain days of the week, someone thinking of you when you choke on a food or drink, and so many others that just blow my mind and I have no idea where they came from.
0: Even though there are many weird superstitions and traditions we grew up with, we learned to accept them and even shared them with our non-brown friends growing up. One of the biggest traditions in our house is if you step on a book or laptop or something by accident, you have to do the matateka thing. This was because God is knowledge and knowledge was in books and laptops. So by stepping on it, you're stepping on God. During my grade school years, I used to just accidentally step on things and quickly do like a matateka in class when no one was doing it, or just like take my hand so like casually and do it against my forehead because I didn't want to be that weird one. But even till this day, it's so ingrained in my mind that even if I see someone step on something, I'll quickly go there, scurry behind them, and do a matateka just for them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly why today we're going to be talking about some of the most popular superstitions that we've both dealt with growing up and the origins behind them. And while some of these might be so strange, and hilarious. All we know is that they're a huge part of us.
0: And you know what's crazy? How many different variations there are of one superstition. A perfect example of this is a typical spilling salt thing that Anika mentioned earlier. It's unlucky, but in my household, my mom always told me that if you spilled salt, depending on how many grains of salt you spilled, that's how many times you have to pick up with your eyes in heaven or hell or wherever you end up. So how extreme is that?
1: pretty extreme. I'm thinking about that. My eyeballs are starting to water right now. I used to grow up, of course, with the salt thing. Don't pass it to another person or you're going to fight with that person. We also grew up hearing that if crows cawed on your roof, the guests were coming or that you were leaving or something. And also that you're supposed to keep your shoes in a line. And, yeah, the main, main one was salt, and that's one that I still follow every day with all of my friends, is not handing salt to their hand.
0: Even in a lot of American households, if you spill salt, it's tradition to toss them over your left shoulder. Now, where did this whole salt thing start? So I read a theory on how stuff works. We're trying to figure out how salt works. And the root of this superstition actually comes from the obvious fact that salt was a precious commodity in ancient societies. Because of its difficulty to attain and its high cost, salt became a form of currency. In fact, the word salary originates from sal, the Latin word for salt. Basically, this whole salt thing came from spilling something that was expensive, which was seen as a form of waste and bad luck.
1: And like you mentioned earlier, this superstition has evolved over time from salt spilling to meaning things like the end of a friendship or a big fight or even an invitation to the devil to come and do an evil deed. According to legend, the devil stands behind your left shoulder waiting for a way in. So whenever you toss salt over your left shoulder, it's supposed to blind the devil and make him powerless.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, do I believe in all of this? I'm not really sure. But will I continue to be careful of spilling salt? Absolutely. Another superstition I had growing up was always making sure your shoes were faced the right way or their soles were not upside down so that they were both flat on the ground. If your shoes weren't put properly, there would be a fight in your family or some sort of conflict.
1: If that was a rule, then people in my apartment are probably going to be arguing all the time because my shoes are always a hot mess in my little closet.
0: When I was researching the origin of this superstition, a lot of different sources said that way back when, people lived in houses with dirty floors, and when shoes were faced downwards, it was easier for deadly things to crawl inside them, like spiders and scorpions, which led to death and infections. My only hole with this theory is, how is this relevant to the conflict thing breaking out in your household? Honestly, I feel like this was one created by my parents to keep my broom and my shoes more organized, because unorganized shoes can definitely lead to fights with my mommy dearest.
1: Another common superstition in many households is to put a piece of iron underneath the pillow if you're having nightmares or hallucinations to ward off evil. I
0: still do that to this day. Whenever I have nightmares, I put a nail cutter under my pillow.
1: I feel like I would just hurt myself with that, but the entire concept is that scientists did an experiment way back so they could figure out the root of the superstition, and they learned that this is a case of magnetic fields. Abnormal magnetic fields, which are easily generated, can influence brain activity and cause individuals to have nightmares or ghostly experiences. And by keeping a piece of iron underneath the pillow, this abnormal magnetic field is canceled out.
0: Again, do I believe this? Not sure. But has it worked? Yes. I genuinely believe my nightmares go away when I frickin' put that nail cutter under my pillow.
1: <laughs> but there's also some scientific reasons for a couple of superstitions. Of them being that eating yogurt before heading out for an important task. Like, remember those days when your mom used to feed you some before a big exam? This age-old practice has actually been explained in Vedic scriptures, according to an article on Shwoop that basically says that when you're tense, it can take a toll on your stomach. Now, given our source, who knows? But yogurt is a prio- is a probiotic and it does have a cooling effect with a little bit of sweetness that's been known to be soothing for the stomach. Seems kind of logical to me. Did you ever have to do that? Like take some yogurt before you take a big exam or anything? I never had to do that, but we always had to take yogurt after we ended a meal because it was something that would cool off your system before you went to bed. So I guess
0: this is kind of true. It works both ways. Um, but another superstition that I heard um, I always have in my family is about the eclipses. Whether it be lunar or solar, a whole bunch of rituals come with it. So eclipses are considered super inauspicious because back in Hindu mythology, there are stories that have, there was this amrith or elixir of immortality that everyone was trying to get their hands on. So this demon actually disguised himself and sat between the sun and the moon to get a sip of this sacred drink. When God Vishnu figured out that the demon had already taken a sip, he cut his head off. But remember, he already took a sip, so his head remained immortal and his body just withered away. The head itself was named Rahu. So legend has it, from time to time, Rahu catches up to the sun and moon and swallows them, thus causing an eclipse. Because of this, we have certain rules with eclipses like don't go outside during it, make sure to bathe and clean yourself when it's over, Worshipping and touching God is prohibited during this time period, and when you're pregnant, you're most at risk of the demon, Rahu, having some sort of effect on your unborn child, so you have to be careful. Now, I know what you're wondering. Where is all the science in this?
1: I don't really know if there is any. I can, however, attest to the fact that we actually pray harder during an eclipse, but you have to throw out all of your food because then it's theoretically tainted by this eclipse. However, the scientists have debunked this entire thing as a myth, except that those who do choose to watch an eclipse must protect their eyes, which really is still true to, the, to this day, unless you're Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> but there are so many other superstitions I'm sure that even our listeners go through, and I'm just going to name a few, and I'm really curious to know what your family does. So does your family add an extra dollar to um, birthday gifts? So suppose there's $20 you can give to a newlywed couple, but no, you got to give 21
1: An indivisible number is good luck. If a number ends in zero, then it's the end. So there's always an 81 or 101 or a 21, as you mentioned, Nehal. It's always an awkward number. And my parents do that with white people too, and they always have to explain the entire concept behind it.
0: Yeah, another big thing growing up was the Buri Nazar thing. So having that black dot behind a kid's ear or near the neck or forehead. I know if you look at all of my childhood photos, there is a black dot. On each, on every single picture. And this kind of symbolizes an imperfection. So people won't think your kid is perfect. Therefore, avoiding the Buri Nazar.
1: I have heard multiple things about twitching eyeballs. So whenever your eyes twitch, the right eye is supposed to be good and the left eye is bad. But I have a twist on that. North Indians say that, while South Indians say the left eye is good and the right eye is bad.
0: And I have a twist on that. Where men say the left eye is good, but the women say the right eye is better
1: for them. So listeners, we'd love to hear which one you guys heard, because apparently all twitching is bad.
0: Yeah, another one. I don't know if this is really a superstition or people just do this, but bathing after attending a funeral. So I've heard this a lot with family members. When my grandpa passed away, this was a huge thing. I really specifically remember my parents being like, you need a shower after every one of those events. And so... The scientific logic behind it is back in the days, it was easier to catch diseases like hepatitis and smallpox. So if the dead body was left exposed, you're not really sure what you can and cannot catch. But would you consider this a superstition?
1: I guess so. I mean, there has to be some reason behind it, at least in my mind. But I'm not really sure. We do the same thing. We also do the same thing, though, during haircuts. I don't because I just got a blowout. I am not ruining that thing. But my dad and my brother will take a total shampoo and shower as soon as they get back from the barbers. My dad does the
0: exact same thing when he had his hair washed there. I don't get the purpose of it.
1: (laughs) I don't get it either. I don't know if that's a superstition or not.
0: What about directions? I know desi people love their directions whether they need a house facing a certain way their bed angling a certain way what oh, are your thoughts totally. on that?
1: Totally, vastu is a thing. That is a thing to measure out where my apartment right now, my bed is not facing north or south. You're not supposed to face north because in Hindu mythology that was direction that was the direction that Ganesha was when he got his head lopped off. So, and in the south, it's bad news because the lord of death, Yama, lives in the south. So you're not supposed to put your head facing north or south. And all good things happen east-west.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, but this is all Hindu mythology. Um, but what about things like magnetic forces? They also play a role, according to scientists, you know, disrupting the balance and things like that. So maybe that's also a reason? Or did you do you think that, like, Hindus didn't think about that shit?
1: I think the Hindus did think about that stuff because there's always science behind a lot of these religions however we might not understand it or there might be you know stuff that hasn't been explained yet maybe we lost that knowledge over time we never really know but right now i would be really curious to find out if scientists think that there's magnetic forces
0: um another one that you mentioned was hands itching when you'll lose money and i've actually heard a really crazy thing about that when i was like researching and things and people said that it's because. You know, your hands itch when you're addicted to gambling, okay? And so gambling and addiction, it could be a reason why your hands itch.
1: But what if my hands itch and I'm not actually a gambler?
0: I don't know. That's what the people said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ears apparently ringing or itching means that someone is talking about you. But then again, according to Nithole, so does hiccuping. And according to me, so does choking.
0: Yeah, there's just way too many superstitions. But... When you have kids, are you gonna pass these superstitions onto them or just not even mention it? Because we're joking about it right now. We're like, this is ridiculous and things like that, but what are we gonna do when we have children?
1: I think I'll pass them on or at least laugh about some of them with them. Now, I don't personally follow the nail cutting situation where I can only do it on certain days of the week anyway. So I'll probably make fun of that with my kids and tell them, oh, hey, your grandparents used to say this or your great grandparents used to say that. But I'm not necessarily sure I'll in- enforce that. But who knows? You know, people become crazy when they have kids. So sometimes, you know, people start believing things that they don't believe before that. So I may, who knows? Maybe I'll come up to you with my baby someday in a hole and tell you about how they're not allowed to cut their nails on Tuesdays. Or maybe
0: your baby is going to be hiccuping and you're going to be telling them that Nehomasi is missing them. (laughs) But another one that I'm actually really always confused about is the difference between American superstitions and they see ones. Because I grew up here just like you and I'm super confused. On one end, I have these superstitions that are basically telling me that someone is missing me or I'm doing bad things for every little detail. But then American superstitions have like breaking of glass, an umbrella. Do you ever feel confused? With things like that?
1: I feel like we just have double the things to remember whenever we're here. So it's a lot. I mean, you know, Americans, from what I heard, you know, walking underneath a ladder is bad luck. Or breaking a mirror is seven years of bad luck. And other superstitions are kind of like urban legends. Like if you say the Bloody Mary three times whenever you're in the mirror, I used the to do that. Dark. Yeah, I used to try that too. City I was State so Kids disappointed we were. when nothing and- killed me. <laughs> Angry, angry children we were. And, you know, different things like that. So I feel like we just have double the things to remember.
0: I know. I mean, what's the difference between old wives' tale and superstitions? Because superstitions can be very ridiculous, but old wives' tales include remedies as well that I do think work.
1: I think old wives tales are based on the observations at the time that weren't necessarily scientific observations, but were the best of the knowledge that they had at that moment. So it wasn't necessarily like, oh, the devil's sitting on your left shoulder, but it might be if your belly hangs low, then you're going to have a boy when you're pregnant. And if your belly is high, then maybe you'll have a girl or vice versa or whatever the, the actual old wives tale is. But I think that that was with the knowledge that they had and the observations that they had versus some mythical superstition. All right, well, this one was a short one, but it is Nihil's favorite time. We can't skip that part.
0: And it's rapid fire round. So today, on the topic of superstitions, what is the wackiest superstition you grew up with When that you've actually started to believe?
1: Oh, totally the handing salt thing. I am really weird about that. That is the one thing that I am super bizarre about, and I make sure that nobody hands it to me and that I don't hand it to me.
0: What about handing things that are sharp, like knives and scissors? Or do you have to put that down as well when, before you give it to someone?
1: I... Don't, you know, I don't. Well, no, I don't. I don't personally follow that. But I know that my parents have various versions of that that you're supposed to be following.
0: Mine is definitely the nightmare one. Like you will see a knife or a nail cutter under my pillow. <laughs> so I feel bad for the person sleeping next to me ever because <laughs> don't coach yourself. Um, what is like the weirdest superstition that you've ever heard of, whether it be in your family or just that you've heard in general?
1: I heard when I was younger, and I can't remember who told me this, but if I wore my hair down at night, demons would come and possess me.
0: Oh my God, that's so scary. My mom used to tell me that if you cut your nails at night and you drop some of like the nail clippings on your floor, a robber will come rob your house. So... Every time I would cut my nails, she'd make sure that I'd have a towel wheel and did it super clean like clean and things like that. But I really think that she was just trying to teach me organization skills. And I was just messy. Because there's no way a robber has come to my house. I've tried this a billion times. Like, I'll drop a nail clipping just to see. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Superstitions are just something that we all have in common. And they go back from way late in history to even now. And I hope, like, I honestly would love to hear what you guys think about superstitions and which ones are common in your family households. So this is just one of the episodes of the 12 Days of TWD, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on our Instagram and participate in the discussion. Like we always say, get woke, stay woke. This is the Woke Daisy.